Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. So I took a week off last week. It was Memorial Day weekend and I fell a little bit behind, but I am back with a brand new episode of She Draws Attention. If you don't know who I am, my name is Tiffany Parsons and I've got a lot to say this week. So stay tuned. So hi everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of She Draws Attention. So like I said, my name is Tiffany Parsons. I do this little show every week, typically on Tuesdays, and uh, yeah, I really, really love doing this. It is so much fun. I really enjoy the world of podcast. It's just so, so fun for me. It's very therapeutic. It's very like liberating. I just really, really enjoy it. So yeah, podcast, super fun. And if you like this podcast, let me know, leave a review. That is greatly appreciated. If you are not following me on Instagram already at She Draws Attention, please follow me. Let me know what you think. I post pics of my life and things that are going on. And if you are local to me, you can see some of the things that are coming up and things that are happening. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. This episode is about, or I should say, is entitled Miss Indecisive. And I really wanted to do an episode on this because, one, I have a lot of things to talk about with it. And two, I feel like a lot of women go through this. Now, Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe some of y'all out there have your shit together. Maybe you do. And maybe you know exactly what you want to do, exactly where you want to be, exactly how things are going, and everything's perfect. That is not the case with me. (laughs) Not the case with me. But you know what? Sometimes that's a good thing. So let's go ahead and dive in to being Miss Indecisive. So let me plot it out for you, okay? You grow up as a little girl. You're you're a little girl, not grow up as a little girl, even though I kind of feel like I'm still a little girl because... I'm like, I have to do adult things today. I know, right? So scratch that, okay? You're a little girl. You're growing up. And as you're growing up, you are trying to figure out like what you want to be, who you need to be, what is the right choice for you. And as you grow up, things are happening, all right? So let's say you date someone and you really like them and then you're like, oh, I thought this was a good person. I thought this was someone I wanted to be with, but now I don't want to be with them anymore and they're awful. And then you guys break up, right? 
Or let's say that you say, oh, I'm going to go to college. So you start college and then you realize, oh, I hate this. This isn't what I want to do. This isn't the major that I want. And then you decide halfway through that, you know what, I'm going to switch my major and you switch or you decide something as simple as going to the grocery store and picking out, hey, am I going to have a diet soda or a regular soda? Which one should I have? I don't know. I can't choose, right? There are so many decisions that we make on a daily basis and throughout our lifetime. And the hardest, like one of the hardest things about being a woman is being indecisive about everything. Because I feel that, at least for me, I guess I shouldn't make generalizations, but for those of you that understand what I'm talking about, you know how debilitating this is. When you want to make a decision and you just can't choose, you just can't choose, or it distracts you from things that you should be doing because you just can't stay focused, okay? And now, some of you may be out there thinking, well, Tiffany, it just sounds like you have, you know, ADHD or ADD, which is possible, but, and I have been treated for ADHD, by the way, but I want to say that it's more than that. It's more than, you know, let's not, let's not use like, um, you know, a disorder or a mental illness to pigeonhole people into being indecisive, okay? Men can be indecisive too. But why is it such a big deal that women are indecisive? Why does it even matter? Why are we talking about it? Why are we bringing attention to it? Because here's the thing. As women, we have so many things that ride on what we do on a daily basis. Even when you think your choices don't affect other people, even when you think that what you choose to do or what you choose to support doesn't matter or won't or, you know, what have you, won't affect anyone else. It really does, okay? So there have been studies that have been done you guys can all Google it, um, that have said that, you know, women influence marketing. Women influence what gets purchased and what doesn't in the household, right? Because there's something like around, you know, 48% of household decisions are made by the by the woman or something like that, which, you know, may not seem like a lot, but it is. It's a huge chunk because when you think about it, you know, some of those decisions are made solely by the man and then some of them are made together as a couple. That's a lot. Now, mind you, I'm pulling an arbitrary number out of the sky, okay? But it is true, 
okay? It is totally true. If you if you look it up, and I will I will add cited sources to this podcast just in case I get someone who's like, nope, that's not true, Tiffany. That's not true at all. I can say, nope, here's the source. I guess I should have came prepared. But you guys, whenever I do these podcasts, it's really on the fly. It's what's going through my mind, stream of consciousness style, because I feel that that that's the best. (laughs) And I feel like people appreciate that more. So anyways, I digress. The point that I'm making here is, is that us as women, we're very important. You know, we're important. Our choices, our decisions matter. If we don't approve of something, if we don't like it, at the end of the day, we're not going to buy it. At the end of the day, we're not going to do it. If it's not beneficial for us, we're not going to do it. And that's just how it goes. I was watching this um, like viral video today. And it was talking about the pink tax. And I don't know if you all are familiar with it, but the pink tax is code for when women's items are more expensive than the same items for men. Okay. And it's true. It is so true. Okay. I can attest for this because in my days in the army, um, whenever I had to go buy toiletries and buy products at like the exchange on post or the little shop at, um, for us to get whatever we needed to get. Women's products are more expensive, okay? Razors for guys, a lot cheaper. Shaving cream for guys, a lot cheaper. Socks, plain white socks for working out, cheaper for guys than they were for women. Same exact socks, just more expensive for women. And that's really crazy because I feel like we, that's like one of the few places where we really have to make like a lot of decisions, which is in the beauty aisle in general. And, you know, we just pick it up. We're like, ooh, lavender. Okay, vanilla. Perfect. And we pick it up and we leave. But a lot of us don't really think about like, oh, wait, this was $3.99, but over there it's only a dollar because it's in the dude section. That's crazy. So it's like little things like that. The few things that were not indecisive or that were indecisive or not indecisive about, the things that we know, the things that we're familiar with, the things that we don't have to think twice about, we just purchase, boom, makes a huge difference, affects our life, right? Whereas if we, you know, we're indecisive and we're trying to figure it out and then formally made a decision that was educated and we're like, you know what, I'm going to get this because I like the way it smells or I'm going to get this because it's cheaper, you know, and we're just okay with it. 
So anyway, that was a tangent. Leading to a bigger point. Why being indecisive can be one of those things that can hurt you or can help you. So let's go into how being indecisive hurts, right? So being indecisive hurts because, well, a lot of reasons, especially when it comes to relationships, okay? When you're in a relationship with someone or even if you're in like a friendship with someone, when you are wishy-washy about if you want to be with them or not, or you're wishy-washy about, you know, how you want things to go, how you want things to progress, it can cause a lot of problems. Because one, you should know whether or not you want someone in your life whether it's a friendship or a relationship or what have you, you should know. You should know. Um, and the other reason is, is because it's not fair to the other person who views you as someone who enjoys them, who views you as someone, oh, excuse me, guys. That one just squeaked out. I tried to try to hold that yawn in, but it just it just went whoop right out. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: when you are indecisive and you're kind of holding on to someone, and they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, does this person care about me? Do they not?" And you know, you're like, "Maybe I want to be with somebody else." Maybe I want to, you know, see what's on the other side, see what's better, see if there's something going on. But here's some valuable points about this person and I don't want to lose them. What if I lose them and then I don't have it forever and then I screw it up? But what if I'm missing out? Like doing that to people is one, extremely rude, two, an incredible waste of time for both you and that person. And three, it's just like so taxing mentally for for you because at the end of the day, you have to know, hey, I take accountability for my actions. I take accountability for what I do. And I stick by the choice that I stick by for the good or the bad. And so in relationships, this is this could be very, very bad. Same thing with making decision about big purchases or any purchase in general. Like I said earlier with the the pink tax, you know, like, which do I pick? Do I pick this thing that I'm familiar with? Or do I pick this thing that's the exact same thing, just a different color? Um, you know, this gets hard whenever you're trying to decide where do I go to school? You know, is this going to be better choice for me? Or is this even what I want to do um, with my life? Do I want to go to school? Do I want to do this? So, 
drawing from my own experience, so a little bit of a story time for you guys, you know, and you've heard me talk about this before, I've had multiple jobs and multiple kind of, I guess you could say career paths. And I found that I, well, I think where this all stems from is, is that I've always enjoyed a lot of different things. I've enjoyed learning. I really like learning. I love learning about all the things. I love learning languages. I love learning about how the body works, how the mind works. I love learning about culture. I love learning about geography and different places and just different cultures, like everything. I enjoy learning. I enjoy being creative. I enjoy being able to sing. I enjoy being able to dance. I I enjoy a lot of different things. Now, there's a lot of things I don't enjoy, but there are a lot of things that I do enjoy and that I love doing. And I've also done a variety of different jobs through my life. But I can tell you, you know, when it comes to figuring out who you are, sometimes you feel like you're being really indecisive when you really know who you are. Okay, so let me explain, because I know some people are probably like, scratching their heads, wondering, what the heck are you even talking about, Tiffany? What being indecisive? Like, no, I'm just indecisive. I don't know what I want. I feel like I can't decide between anything. Like, do I get grape Fanta or pineapple Fanta? Which one do I get? By the way, the answer to that is always pineapple, because pineapple is delicious. Pineapple Fanta the best. By the way, not sponsored by by Fanta at all. Um so hey Fanta, if you want to jump on, come on, just get in here. Anyways, pineapple Fanta is delicious. So how can being indecisive mean that you are actually being decisive and being who you are? So Here it is. Sometimes it's not about the things that you want. It's about the things that you don't want. It's about knowing what you don't want. And in knowing what you don't want, you are able to decide what you do. Okay, so one more time for the people in the back. Okay, sometimes not knowing what you do want, which means knowing what you don't want, ultimately will lead you to what you do want. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Because I'm not saying it again. (laughs) So anyway, so what does this even look like? Well, for example, a lot of people say, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. 
And guess what? We just overwhelm ourselves by thinking about all the things that we could possibly do, but we can't make a choice about, right? So sometimes we have to step into decisions thinking about the things that we absolutely do not want to therefore narrow down the scope. Because sometimes when we get in that that spiral of, what do I want to do? What am I good at? What can I do? And you're like, well, I'm good at this, and I'm good at that, and I'm good at that. So how do I apply all those skills to this, that, and the third? And sometimes that could be really overwhelming because you're like, oh, none of these will work together. Case in point, like my case in point, which is, you know, I am generally a creative person. I love doing things where I get to be creative. So I like talking. I like singing. I like dancing. I like drawing. I like styling, decorating, all of those things I like, right? But if you put them all into a big bowl, right, and you put all these things together, it kind of looks like, um, <laughs> it just doesn't look like it all fits, right? It's just a bunch of random things, It would be no different than you saying, hey, what do you like in life? Like in general, what do you like? Well, I love pizza and I love puppies and I love um, I love cake and I love long walks on the beach. And it's like you put them all together and it just looks ridiculous, right? But sometimes and also I'm going to use like an art analogy too because I feel like it's appropriate here so here we go so in art there is positive and negative space okay positive and negative space now for some of you you're not going to know what I'm talking about so let me break it down okay So think about photography for a second. Back in the day before digital cameras, okay? Think of darkroom. Think about for all my my 90s and earlier peeps out there, maybe even early 2000s, because I definitely had a disposable camera um, for Spirit Week, one of those weeks. So think about when you drop your film off to get it developed and you get your little pack of pics back from your disposable camera and in that pack you have all the negatives from your camera okay all the negatives the negatives were used to create the positives okay the negative um, film was used to create the positives. And if you looked on the negative space, okay, generally what it's going to look like is all of the lighter areas. So all of the areas where like there's people and stuff like that, um, 
they are going to be outlined and they're going to be darker and their outlines are going to be darker and um, all the white space around it is going to be exposed, okay? So that's the positive space because when you're doing the film, the lighter spots have to be exposed for a longer period of time and the darker spaces are not exposed for a long time because we want them to remain dark, all right? So positive and negative, okay? That is quite literally what it is. So I want you to think about this. Positive and negative, you need that negative to make the positive. So in making a decision, you kind of have to start with the things that you don't want, okay? Because the thing is, when you start with the things you don't want, you can get to the things that you do. And I know a lot of people say, be positive, be positive, be positive. I'm guilty of it. I say it, you know, be positive, positive energy, good energy. And that's very true. You do need good energy, but you also need the negative. Because if you don't have the negative in there, if you don't have the things that say what you don't want, you're never going to get to the positive things. If you only think about the things that you like to do, you don't really have a plan because you need a challenge. You need challenge. You need something that is going to push you to the thing that you want. Because a lot of people can say things that they want, like, oh, I want a million dollars, but I don't know how to get to that. I want this, but I just don't know how to get to that. What do I do? What do I do to get to that point? What do I do? And I think that the people that really have it together are very much aware of the things that they cannot do. And they realize the opposite of negative is positive. So when you get those things established of what isn't going to work, which doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that it has to ruin your life. And that thinking about the negative things is thinking about the absolute most dramatic thing you can think of. It's just a unit of measure. So how do we apply this to everyday life? For example, let's say that you are getting ready to go back to school, back to college, and you don't know what you want to do. You don't know what you want to do with your life, but you know that you want to get a degree, but you just don't know where to get started. What you do is you say, okay, what do I know for a fact I don't like. I don't want to do. Okay. Maybe you hate math. Maybe you hate reading. Maybe you hate writing a lot, which, hello, if you hate writing, don't go back to college because you're going to have to do a lot of that. But I digress. 
So let's say that you don't like writing, you don't like reading, (laughs) which once again, don't go to college, probably not for you, or a traditional university. Sorry, y'all. Oh my goodness, excuse me. I'm sorry for yawning again. It's the, it's that special time of the day where I just like yawn so much. Um anyways, what you want is okay. Those are the things I don't like to do. I don't like to read. I don't like to to write papers. I don't like math. I don't like, you know, all of these things. These are all the things I don't like. So what do I do if I want to go back to school and get a degree or or a certificate or what have you? Maybe you had plans of going to a big university because, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, y'all. I am just yawning, yawning, yawning. They say when you yawn that your brain needs oxygen, or at least I heard that somewhere. So I guess my brain must really need some oxygen because I'm talking about college. Actually, I might be yawning because I'm thinking about college and I'm thinking about like what it was like for me and I did yawn a lot. So there's that. So let's say that you finally decide, you know what, college doesn't seem like the best idea. A university doesn't seem like the best route for me. But I know that this is one of my goals. And I know that this is something that I really want to do. So what do where do I go from here? And then maybe you look into another option, which is I'm going to go to beauty school, or I'm going to go to community college, or I'm going to just self teach myself how to do this thing that I've always wanted to do. And guess what? You know, maybe you start looking into your options. And then you say, well, do I like hair? No. Do I like this? Yes. And going through the yeses and nos, then you can find, okay, these are things that I'm interested in. And then once you have a narrowed list of the things that you're interested in, then you pick it out and you're on your way. And then you've decided something. So go you. You've decided. You made a decision. You're no longer indecisive about something that is looming over you, which, you know, major decisions loom over most of us. So with that being said, it's not always a bad thing to think about the things that are annoying to you or to think about the things that are causing you grief. Sometimes it's necessary in order to make the best decision. Maybe you've been through something before and that has been really traumatizing or something that's extremely hard and extremely difficult to get over. And you know that you don't want something to be that way. And sometimes it can be debilitating. But I think sometimes talking about 
the bad things and getting those out of the way so you can clearly focus. Oh my goodness, you guys. Y'all, this ridiculous. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. I may have to go to the doctor and get it checked out. (laughs) I need coffee. I need my mid-morning coffee. That's what I need. So don't worry, guys. By the time this podcast airs, I would have had probably two cups of coffee. And, of course, would no longer be yawning. So, sorry. I'll be better prepared next time. But the point that I'm getting to is when we are indecisive, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And it doesn't mean that you don't necessarily have your shit together. All it means is that you just want to make the best choice, that you're you're aware of what you want. You're aware of what you want, but you just can't decide on what you want because it is sensory overload, if you will. It's just like I said before. If we took all of your likes and we put them in a bowl, like everything on this earth that you like or that you love, you know, you would have the most random things in there. You would have a letter from your grandma, your baby's first steps, chocolate cake. You know, there would be so many different feelings and emotions that are put into this box. And so it's great to talk about all the stuff that you like and all the stuff that brings you happiness and joy and brings you stability and makes you feel like you're completed. But at the same time, it's that understanding of what we don't like and what we don't want that keeps us grounded that keeps us to where we need to be. Now, some of you may say, but Tiffany, the things that we don't want, like, for example, when I was talking about friendship earlier, you know, let's say you have a friend and you really like a lot of things about them, but then there's a lot of other things that you don't like about them. How do you decide on if they're worth it or not, if you keep them or not. And my answer to that is, if you have to, if you are doubting things about them, if you are having doubts and you're constantly grappling with, do I remain their friend? Do I not? Are they good? Are they not? When you find yourself doing that more frequently than you do wanting them around, then that's how you know. I feel that when it comes to making decisions, you have to make the decision that's right for yourself, ultimately, because 
the only person that's living their life to the fullest that they can within you is yourself. And no one else can do that but you. You're the only one who can live your life the way that you can. So making decisions while it's a very important thing and yes, it does affect other people isn't something that we need to have anxiety about. It's not something that we need to it's not something that we need to get up in arms about. It's just a part of our lives. It's a part of what we do. And decision making, while it's hard, is very simple. It's as simple as saying, you know, this is not the reaction that I want. This is not what I'm going for. So the operative choice is to pick this because this is not the desired result. And knowing what result you don't want doesn't mean that it won't always happen because, I mean, sometimes it does. But it'll be a better experience overall by doing the things that by not doing the things you don't want to do, I should say, you'll be able to find the things that you do want a lot quicker, a lot easier. And a lot of the time, they'll end up better than you could have ever imagined. Because you have a collaborative effort by the world and by the people around you. Right? And if you're wondering, wait, what, wait, what? Collaborative effort by the world and people around me. What does that even mean? Well, look, I'm kind of a believer of, you know, you attract what you put out there and what you want. And if you make it very clear what you don't want and you, and for some of you who are like secret people, who are law of attraction people, you're probably going to think that I'm a little crazy. But the thing is, when you know what you don't want and you've already acknowledged that and you push it out of the way, then you're going to attract more of what you do. And it's true. You absolutely will. You will and you'll win every single time. And it's true. So, so true. Or at least in my case, it is. So what I want to challenge every single one of you who are listening right now to do is I want you to write down on a piece of paper 10 things or more if you want, 10 things that you don't want, or I guess 10 things that you're indecisive about, okay? And it could be anything. It could be anything, right? Like, I'm indecisive about eating this cheeseburger. I'm indecisive about getting this surgery. I'm indecisive about my grades for next year. Whatever is on your list. And so I want you to write it all down. 
And then what I want you to do is I want you to pick out one of those things, one of them. And I want you to write it down and write down all of the negatives about that thing and all of the positives about that thing. And once you've got it all figured out, I want you to outweigh it and see, okay, I've got all my negatives out there. And even with all of the negatives out of the equation, here's where I'm at. And in doing that, do it, do it a couple times and see if it makes the decision making process easier. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to get it wrong. It's okay. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to be the best person that you can be for that moment. And if choices change over time, then they just change. And you roll with it and you go with the flow and you make it work. So I can tell you, I have changed my mind so many times with so many things. And I am totally okay with that. Because as humans, we are constantly evolving. We are constantly evolving we are constantly f- changing and figuring out who we are and you know and our decision making over time i believe becomes a little bit more conservative and i also feel like doing this now and getting used to that like doing doing the whole decision making thing taking accountability for our indecisiveness being able to just say you know what i'm going to make a choice and i'm i'm going to make it happen and just doing that you are ultimately making the world better for yourself and you will feel so much stress and anxiety just leave By just saying, you know what, here's the negative, but now that we've got that out of the way, here's all the good things we can focus on. Here's all the positive that I can focus on now because I'm cleared and I don't have to be in, you know, in this state of being indecisive and, and feeling out of place. And to be able to have that feeling is so powerful And the reality is you will always have that until the day that you die or the day you can't think anymore. You'll always have that within you to reevaluate decisions that you made. But the thing is, you can't beat yourself up about things that you've done that you regret. The only thing that you can do to mend that is by waiting to to see where the next thing lies 
to see where finding the right path, how it, how it comes out, right? So the only way, like I said before, that you can do that is by ultimately saying all the things that you don't like and that you don't want to happen and then ultimately just allowing the good to come through which hopefully will bring you exactly what you want and if you gotta keep changing it up and switching it up then do it until you get the desired result that you're hoping for and don't feel like because you made a bad choice that you're always going to make bad choices or that you're just going to be prone to making bad choices because that also isn't true. Good people, capable people, able people make bad choices sometimes. But sometimes in going through that, that's how we get what we want. So, I feel like I can make some good choices today. How about you? I feel like working on being indecisive is always going to be a struggle for me only because I there's just so many things that I love and that I like to do. But sometimes it's okay to point out the bad and to point out the flaws so that way, when you, whether it's you making something or designing something or what have you, you always end up with the best outcome that you can have. Whether you're creating something, whether you're trying something new, just going for it, doing it, doing it with conviction critiquing it hard and and making a choice, an executive decision, if you will, always ends up the best. So don't be wishy-washy about anything that you do. Be direct, be decisive, and know that you have the power to do that. Don't let anyone make you feel otherwise. So with that, I hope you all have an amazing week. Let me know what you've done, something that you've been indecisive about, and something that you have strived to change. Let me know how you've used negative to help create something positive, because that's super important as well. So with that, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.